one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. All right. So in this episode, I get to talk with Ryan Clifford. Ryan is a runner. He has been a runner really all his life since he was seven. You're going to get to hear a story in this episode. And he recently um, graduated from college, had a college career, and now coaches as a grad assistant um, up at Minot State. And he currently is getting into ultras and has done four ultras, has found a good deal of success there. And that's mainly what we're going to talk about this episode. He's done some crazy races. Um, Really cool to hear his story and kind of why he's chosen the different races. You're going to get to hear about a hundred mile race around a track, 131 mile feet across Long Island. And I'm just really excited for you guys to hear from him today and super excited because it's someone that I've met in person. So that's always fun um, when I get to interview someone that I have met in person too. So anyways, let's dive into this episode. Ryan, thank you so much again for coming on and here we go. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. Super excited for our guest today. Um, Today we have Ryan Clifford here. Ryan is an ultra trail runner and I've actually gotten to meet him, which is really cool. And we'll go into that story in a second. Um, But he just got done running the desert um, solstice, which is a hundred mile race around a track. So he's going to dive into that in this episode, but we're also going to get to know a little bit more about the ultra world very, I am not super, um, you know, connected to the ultra world. So that's why I'm super excited to have him on here, but he is also a grad assistant and coach at Minot state. He ran in college. So he has a really vast background in running. So super excited to bring him on for his experience, his knowledge. And Ryan, thank you so much for coming on today. Super excited to chat with you. Yep. Thanks for having me. So, um, so I know I just introduced you, so I was going to have you introduce yourself, but I think I did that all right but um so ryan and i actually met running his second ultra marathon ever um which is so pretty cool so he's we'll go into that as well but we for anyone that's been following me for a while um did a um it was at an entrails race in north dakota any of my north dakota peeps um listening he was doing the what was it called i, I always forget these it was a 12-hour race finishing as many laps as you can what is that called again is it not the zombie or what do you remember what they called it no, I, I think the zombie one was the one that you and your team was a part of because you guys had yeah. the multiple like relay legs. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the classification. I don't remember I, what it's called. <laughs> but anyways, he came over. He was like, you were like the only. Were you like the only one? No, there's a couple maybe, but there's a couple people doing this 12 hour race, and then we there's only 
two teams doing the same thing, 12 hour race, but we had four people and he was doing the same thing as one person. Um, and it just kind of happened that we were, you know, at the beginning, similar in pace for our team. So we ended up like running these laps with him. So it was really cool to get to watch him, you know, complete this. And also like, he was like running the same pace as us, but he was doing all by himself. <laughs> I was like, you are crazy. And it was definitely a little bit of an, it was my, it was my first and really only eye opener into the ultra world myself. Um, just cause I, I haven't really, it's never been anything I've pursued or looked into that much. Um, so, so that was cool. So, well, why don't we, I mean, I'd like to dig back into your background first where I start, but since I talked about that, let's just talk about entrails really quick and then we'll go sure. back. Um, we'll go back and then come back to what you just did recently. So entrails was your second ultra that you ever did where, I guess, let's just t- chat. Like, where did your desire to start doing ultras come for, from? Like, when did you think you wanted to start doing ultras? Yeah. So when, when I was, um, training in college, I went to a small division two school, Mansfield university in Pennsylvania. We were putting a lot, a lot of miles as a, you know, cross country athlete. And when we transitioned to indoor track and field and outdoor track, of course, there was a lot of miles still being put in. And I noticed that a lot of my teammates, you know, their legs were sore after doing some of the long runs and my legs. I mean, I was running right with them. My legs kind of felt fine. And my recovery time was a lot quicker than it, it seemed to be the, compared to a lot of my teammates. So I thought, you know, you, you read about these stories that people are running these crazy distances over long durations of time. And I thought, oh, why, why not try that? And with just the rigorous practice schedule and competition that we are faced like at the division two level, I didn't have the opportunity to be, to be able to really do ultra marathons and um, kind of venture into that until I graduated. So right. I kind of made it a goal of mine once I graduated to go and kind of jump right into that ultra marathon experience and, you know, see like what it's about and try to get the experience that, you know, you read about firsthand. Yeah, no. Okay. That makes sense. So you kind of had an eye opener into it. It wasn't just like this. Ooh, I love ultras. You're like, Oh, I could be good at this because I'm noticing I'm recovering better on these longer runs and all that. And maybe that's your sweet spot a little bit. For sure. That's awesome. And you had done one race, one ultra before um, I met you at the entrails. Which one was that again? Yeah. So that was, so I graduated college in May of 2019. And then I think the race was like June 1st uh, of 2019. I did a 50 mile race in Ithaca, New York, uh, the Cayuga trails, 50 miler. And it was a USATF trail race, like trail championships. And I mean, the results were pretty competitive, but it was, I think, jumping really headfirst into the ultra world because it was a race that had 8,000 feet of climbing in the entirety of the race. And like, there's one thing to do an ultra marathon that's flat, uh, <laughs> but it's another thing to do an ultra marathon where it's super hilly and all that. So yep. I, I was just kind of uh, went into it and obviously read up on nutrition. And I, I kind of was, using some of my experience from and my, my training blocks from the end of my senior year of college to get into it. So I didn't really have a specific structured plan, but yeah. as long as I, I feel like you train at that level for so long, I, I feel like it was definitely possible for me to do. And I, I, th- I did pretty well. I got fourth place in the event. My legs cramped up at 37 miles in, uh, <laughs> terrible experience, but um, it definitely made me love the sport. It was, it was cool because it, like, in like a normal 5k for people that are listening that have done like just regular road races like there's that and then like the race director 
was kind of nuts and he like hid these scavenger clues throughout the entirety of the race and if you pick them up um like these little laminated sheets you could win something at the end of the race so i i ran by one and i like he like talked about it on his um email right before the race like what was going to be there and one of the things uh was an apple pie and i love apple pie oh my and gosh, that's like awesome. I, I saw one thing it was like uh like a clothing apparel from whatever the like sponsor was and i saw that and i was like oh i don't i don't want that and then we kept running and i saw the apple pie and i and i just picked it up and that was just like a cool like random thing that really made me just love the sport because it's not just running it's like right. a whole experience yeah a little extra motivation for that race on the apple pie and everything exactly and it <laughs> tasted so good after the fact too <laughs> <laughs> no i bet no that's awesome that's true about the ultra world i feel like you can do a lot of I don't know. It just seems a lot. I don't know. The, the atmosphere is pretty cool and you can do a lot of cool things with it. It doesn't have to just be straight. We're just running this 5k and you're done. Like it, like you said, you might have a scavenger hunt along the way too. So sure. no, super cool. So you didn't really even have like, what was the longest you had ran when you did your first ultra then? Uh, let's see, probably 23 miles, 22 miles. Okay. So not that far. Yeah. And you hadn't, you didn't have time to, you didn't train for this ultra. I can't imagine. Cause I mean, you just came off your college career. You had a yeah. month before. <laughs> so. I finished my, uh, my last college race. And then I don't even think I did a build up week. I just did like a, like a, just an easy, easy training week. And then like a taper week. And then like, it was, it was race day pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I mean, I feel like the best you could do is almost just recover for that. You're not gonna, you're not really going to get much very far in like a, in a month. So <laughs> For sure. But cool. So that was your, your first ultra. And then you moved right in the meantime, you moved out to North Dakota, which for anyone that knows I've lived in North Dakota. So that's why, um, met there and then decided, when did you find out about this entrails? You might've told me when we were running that day, but that was like over a year ago. Did you, <laughs> did you plan for that for a while or when did, when did that? So, well, I, so I had the, like a great experience at the Cayuga trails, uh, back in June of 2019. And um, I moved out to Minot, North Dakota in August of 2019. And I was just like running with kind of no purpose, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But I was kind of looking for something to do and something to train for. And I would say probably September, I, I was just like Googling, like local uh, ultra marathon races kind of within the area. Yeah. And the closest one that popped up was the one at what was it Turtle River? Yep. Turtle, Turtle, Turtle River State, State Park. Park yep. <laughs> um, and, and I thought, why not try it? And um, the logistics were a little tough because we actually had our conference championships down in Wayne, Nebraska the day prior. So the whole day before the event, we were traveling back from Nebraska back to North Dakota. And there was some weather that actually came through um, that we, were, we weren't sure if I was going to make it back to North Dakota. So I think I got back to Minot right around 1 a.m. the day of the race and I went to bed for a few hours and then I woke up and I drove a three-hour uh, drive east to actually do the race. That's what I thought. I was like, I feel like I remember like there was a chance you weren't going to do the race. Like you're kind of like, oh, but like, okay, who shows up for a 12-hour race? Was maybe not going to do it. No, I mean, I understand. I've done that. But I was like, so you didn't even sleep. I don't know if I knew that part. You barely slept the night before then too. Yeah. But I mean, as, as I kind of tell all my athletes and um, even like tell myself, like, I feel like the, the sleep that matters is the two nights before and like right. the night before you could even pretty much pull them all in and be fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
especially like, I feel like, like if I've ever done, if you do a big race, right. Like you're getting up at like 4am a lot of times. So like you don't get race, you know, you don't get sleep. At least I don't, because naturally I don't go to bed till like at least 11. So I don't fall asleep any sooner on race day. So it's like, if you have to get up at like three 30 or four, it's like, I got like four or five hours sleep. So, exactly. but no, that's, that's what I've always like. I don't even know where that necessarily comes from. If there is scientific evidence behind it, but I know I have always heard and said the same thing like it's the two nights before that matter you know like two and three versus like that night before but yep yeah very cool so so end trails like we said was you know this 12-hour race and it's based off how many loops you complete what was it like six it was like almost like 6.7 miles or something loops i want to say wasn't it was it a 10k yeah basically a 10k but yeah, i thought it was a little long maybe not maybe it was like close to a 10k but yeah, basically 10, 10k loops um, around. Like, if anyone knows where Turtle River is, it's it's really nice. But the, that year, shoot, what was up with that year? It was like extra. Like, didn't we have to like? Cold. Yeah, we had to jump over. Like, we had a steeplechase, like <laughs> over like branches and stuff like that. Like, because yeah, I, what had I, happened? I don't remember. I think but there was we a, like a storm. A, just a really windy storm that happened like a couple days prior, and the. And I remember there was a lot of snow on the ground like a week before and they thought they were going to have to yeah. cancel the race and yep. potentially do loops, road loops or whatever they were saying. Yep. Um, so there, it was kind of up in the air. And I don't even know with your experience, it was almost last minute trying to go and compete. You guys, like you, when, when, when I talked to your, you and your entire team, you guys were like, yeah, we weren't even sure if we were going to do this. And we're kind of just here now. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was, I totally thought it was going to, now I'm thinking back, gosh, it's crazy how much you do forget. Like, I thought it was going to like, like, I didn't think it was going to happen at some point. And then, yeah, it ended up happening. I'm glad it did because I always wanted to do it, but I, I definitely thought maybe it wasn't, yeah, shoot, I don't even remember the whole thing, but it, yeah, I think it was the same, similar thing where we thought it might not happen. Um, but no, it was, it was cool that it did. And we ended up, um, yeah, so I was kind of explaining this. I don't know if, um, I explain this fully, but we were doing like, so we had four people on our team and we had to do, you know, one loop and then we passed it off and the next person would go and so on and so on. Um, so, and we were going different orders. We didn't go like each lap together, but so we were going like, I think Amanda was the one that ended up running with you the first time. Um, I think she did. Didn't she do two loops? Like, yeah, she did two loops know. with you. She was just, she was like, I'm going to go. I remember. Cause we were like, are you sure? She's like, I'm going to keep going two loops. And then she told us she, oh yeah, she told us, she like kind of prepped us. She was like, so I'm running with this guy, Ryan. And like, if he keeps up the same pace, we can run with him. He's doing the whole race or whatever. We're like, okay, cool. And then I think we all ended up like running with you, which probably mm -hmm. like, yeah, hopefully kept it entertaining. So you didn't. Yeah, have no, it was, it was fun. <laughs> so that was your second ultra and you finished finished uh well you finished like what you said 80 to 81 miles technically yeah, like, 75 of them counted about in, yeah in like 12 hours and 10 minutes for 81 <laughs> it's crazy i just remember when we were done because we like stuck around right until you were done and you just like look so tired <laughs> and then we we're like you want to go get food and stuff and you're just like no <laughs> like i'm <laughs> i'm done <laughs> yeah i went back to a, a hotel i think it was like 30 minutes away and it was just like oh just get me back so i could go to bed <laughs> yeah yeah oh my goodness what um so I get like how was your how was your second experience of an ultra like what did you learn from it did you learn like anything about nutrition was there a certain place where you definitely bonk you went out too fast what what did you learn from that one so that one I actually think went better than the first one the first one that it was I mean it was the beginning of the summer so it was warm it had a lot of elevation and the second one it was completely opposite there was no elevation change <laughs> I think we climbed maybe I, I might have climbed a thousand feet um, throughout the whole 80 miles. 
So there was there nothing. was some, but the, there was that one little thing you had to go yeah. up at the end of the loop, right? Yeah, at the end, like you get through the entire loop, and then you have to climb up this massive hill. And <laughs> I think by like the second or third loop, and I just started walking up that walking. hill. Just, I was like, we're just gonna save all the energy we can. Yeah. Um, but it was it was kind of chilly, honestly, and I think that really helped me um, perform well. I usually run better in the the colder temperatures anyway, but yeah, it was it was much colder um, doing the the second one and um this one i was also self-supported so i had my car parked um in the parking lot and we passed that about a mile and a half into the loop and um, every loop i would go you know refill my water bottles i had a hydration pack on me with a mix of water mix of gatorade snacks and all that um so it kind of kept me disciplined and really had to think on my feet as well to be able to adapt to um situations if i was low on salt low on carbs, protein, whatever it was, I, I kind of had to go and adapt and figure things out for myself. And I remember you guys actually um, <laughs> said it must've been like the first, second loop. You're like, Oh, if you need anything, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this and that. And I was like, so like stuck in my way of, I, <laughs> I am doing this myself. I, I'm going to be fine and all that. So um, like, I, I mean, I accomplished what I was going for, but definitely appreciate you guys um, being so kind and wanting to help me out. Um, but yeah, I, th I think most of the things in the race went pretty well. I kept a nice, easy pace, low, low eight minutes in the trails, which I thought was nice and comfortable and um, had, I wouldn't say I bonked, but probably around 60 miles into the race, 62 or 63, I had a, a slew of miles where I was walking um, and I, probably my nutrition uh, was catching up to me, not being able to put in enough calories not having a appetite for anyone that's done ultras that are that's listening definitely being able to maintain a good ratio of hydrating yourself and keeping in the fluids but i know we joked about it right before actually this but i had mike and ike's as well um terrible experience i had way <laughs> too many good. mike and ike's and my stomach was upset for like two hours um like eight hours in the race with the race starting i think the race started at like seven or eight a.m and we were going and I was knew I was going to have a couple loops, maybe one, maybe two loops in the dark. And, you know, the whole entire day you're looking forward to getting to the loops, you know, where the sun's setting and it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. now it's going to be um, dark out for like two more hours left. And <laughs> it was terrible. I, I walked a lot of those, um, those last two miles or last two uh, loops rather probably the last 10 miles. I probably walked like four or five of them, but I had to go by my car and literally throw on more layers because I wasn't moving anymore um so oh, like yeah. that was something I had to yeah adapt to as well and luckily I had a nice um I, I packed everything I had everything nice and organized so I was able to switch everything out but yeah that was that was definitely something I was like not expecting to happen yeah no those dark trails like we went I went with Amy I remember did the loop with her like we started I think kind of like going together because it was kind of like it was kind of scary and it was like it was sketchy. I, I feel like it was hard to find your path necessarily too. And then we we're talking about those stumps before, like you were going like hurtling over these stumps and stuff. So it was like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of scary. So you were out there doing that yourself and geez. Yeah, no, definitely need layers if you're like slowing down and stuff. And then is Mike and Ike's like a thing that, I mean, ultra marathoners do, is that like a thing that is known to work or something or so, just an idea you had? Yeah, no. So I, I try to put in as much normal food as possible because like you're eating normal food in your diet um you're not usually most people aren't eating like goose 
in a, like a normal diet. So uh, I had too many goos in my first ultra. So I, that kind of bonked and messed my stomach up and gotcha. Mike and Ike's, like after the race, all I could eat was like Mike and Ike's for like an hour after. And we were just trying to like put sugar into me. So yeah. I was like, I was feeling bad and my stomach was upset. I was like, Oh, let me try some Mike and Ike's. Okay. But it, like I, I had the entire box of me, um, <laughs> which I don't know how many servings like a box is, but I was like, Oh, I got to finish all these. Um, Cause like you're trying to focus on other things instead of like focusing on the running. Cause you know, if you just right. focus on the running, you're going to uh, get anxious you're gonna um, get super like sad like oh wow I still have six hours of running left uh, so being able to like take your brain off that and focus on other things so that was kind of the idea behind that and it didn't work gotcha. out gotcha um so I haven't uh, been liking Ike's for an ultra. <laughs> oh, that makes sense what um what are they gonna say what I mean speaking of like mindset for ultras like what do you think about or what kind of like mindset te- techniques have you used or learned about that keeps you that keeps you sane I guess during the ultra yeah so my big thing so actually when I train um, I do a majority of my miles by myself um, I do a lot of double runs and all that and I actually always listen to music if I'm by myself um, like I never train without music but actually when I do races and compete um, even in these longer distances I don't listen to music and I try to last as long as possible without listening to music. Yeah. Um, I kind of work that in as like a reward. Like, oh, yo, I, you're doing a right. really good job. Like, here, have some music. And like, I could do that eight hours in and I'd be like, wow, okay. Like eight hours is like my threshold to where I need need that right. to help me and kind of keep me motivated. Um, but other than that, I would say I, you, after, um, it, it, I mean, it, it's different for everyone and is even different for me depending on the race. But after you like hit that like initial runner's high, you can usually ride that out for a pretty long time. And then you'll get to a point where like that kind of runs out and then you are like, like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I putting my body through it? And then once you kind of get over that hill, yeah. um, you can, you can usually get back to another runner's high and, okay. Um, just be able to kind of um, keep pumping out those endorphins um, and yeah. just kind of stay motivated. But it's, it's crazy how your mindset can change so quickly, but just staying focused on what, like, what's your goal um, going into a race with a specific goal. Um, hey, I want to run a hundred miles on the track. That's my first goal. My second goal, I want to run all 24 hours, but like, like goals kind of like that, um, I think kind of help keep me motivated. And even when I'm um, doing my training blocks, I mean, for this last one I did, I had, eight to 10 weeks of 110 mile weeks. And then I had 130 mile week, 140 mile week, 150 mile week, and then 100 mile week, 70, and then 30 before the race. So like it's a lot of running and a lot of preparation just for one race. So just knowing why you're doing and like the benefits of it, um, I think really um, can go a long way with the sport. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of practice of, and you, you do most of your miles by yourself, you said, right? So like, that's yeah. a lot of practice being by yourself running to train you, I guess, for the races. Do you like outside of goals, you know, that you want to reach, say like time or whatever with ultras, is there like, I mean, I guess this goes for any runner. Like I am a runner. So, I mean, I could ask myself too, but are you a runner that like enjoys going out for like a two hour run by yourself? Do you find that super enjoyable or is it definitely something you have to push yourself to do? I mean, I guess it depends on the weather. Um, I was, t- I was saying, I, I don't like the heat that much, but obviously you, you know, being from Wisconsin and living in North Dakota um, for a number of years, just 
how terrible a two-hour run can be if it's right. negative 10 degrees like it's awful and being able to push through those moments I think are what make you stronger and no one wants to if, if I'm laying in bed no one wants to wake up at like five in the morning and, <laughs> and go crank out a nice two-hour run real quick and yeah um, then go you know for a full day of work and yeah and all that but I mean I guess it's just uh just chasing the dream you know just doing doing it for the love of the sport and all that and um I think I'm just a very stubborn person too. So if someone, <laughs> if someone asks me like, oh, why are you going running? Like, oh, you're not going to go running in that weather. I'm like, oh yeah, watch me. And then I'll, <laughs> More I'll go like running in the weather that. just to kind of prove a point. I feel that, like I, running in North Dakota in the winter, that was like half the reason I did it in the sense of kind of different than what you're saying, but like, it was kind of one of those, like people thought you were crazy. I'm like, oh, I got to go, you know, prove them right. No, I mean, yeah. just be like, you know, you'd like be out there. It's like nave 25 and people be like, what the heck is this girl doing? And it just like made me feel like a badass. I'm like, oh, but that doesn't work as well in Florida. I don't like the heat doesn't make me want to go out there anymore. I don't know. Yeah. And the humidity and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, it's pretty hard, but no, that's, I just, you know, obviously I'm a runner myself, but so I was like, what? I feel like we have a little bit of a crazy drive sometime to like, like you said, like get up at 530, just go run two hours before you go for a full work day. Like where does the, where does the drive come from? You know? And I think it is refreshing to hear also you're like, no, I don't necessarily want to do it, but I'm going to go do it. Right. Cause exactly. I Sometimes I'm like, I don't really, in all honesty, like I don't really love, you know, outside of if I have goals and stuff more than like a 30 to 40 minute run. I don't necessarily, unless it's on trails maybe, or if it's with friends, that's totally different. But by myself, more than 30 to 40 minutes, I don't necessarily love to do in any way, like to be honest, you know, but I do it for the goals and or if it's like, you know, to be with people. So to be 100% honest. So sometimes I'm like, oh, is there something wrong with me? No, I don't know. (laughs) I think that's maybe most of us. We just do it anyways. (laughs) So very cool. Well, let's, okay. This is kind of like a half time. Let's go. I know I'm going ops direction than I usually do, but let's go back to when you started running. We'll go there really quick. And then we'll end with your, your, your last two races, ultra races you've done along with, um, you know, any other tips you have for, for runners in general. Okay. So you, did you start running in high school? I'm going to assume. Uh, I actually started running. I would say the first time I remember being competitive and running and all that was actually probably seven years old. Okay. I, I remember just um, my family and I were talking, talking about a little bit earlier, but being able to run a seven minute mile or sub seven minute mile at seven years old. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. That's so. pretty good. <laughs> Where are your, is your, are your parents runners or how did you get into running them? Uh, my mom did a couple of years of track and field in college. And then my dad actually when driving me to races when I was, you know, eight, nine, 10 going to road races, because there's not a lot of opportunity to be able to compete. Um, and, in running in any fashion, unless you're in high school um, or right. after that. So that was like the only opportunity to run, but he, he started running because he was seeing all these people that were his age running and he was like, they're so slow. I could, I can beat them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, he, that's how kind of how he got into it. And he's been, he's been doing it for, for uh, a little over 10 years now, which okay. is nice. Okay. So you start when you're seven and then do you, run like is there middle school by you do you have middle school yeah so uh, back in new york where i grew up we had seventh and eighth grade track and field cross country in eighth grade i actually competed for the high school team uh, at the varsity level but yeah i mean that that was like that was fun to do um but then like i always look forward to the summer you know you had all the we had a summer series that we would do and a handful of other races that uh, were always fun to compete against like not just people my age but people that were 
five, six, six times older than me Yo. at that point. Yeah. So you've been running for a while. Like you've been running. I mean, it's like basically your whole life, right? <laughs> yeah. It feels like it. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and obviously pretty talented at it. I mean, I'm assuming like when you were even younger and everything, if you're running at the high school level and everything, when you're in middle school and everything too, mm-hmm. um, have you, have you faced any like major injuries or anything like that throughout your time? I didn't get hurt, I guess, until my sophomore year of college i had a um a piriformis injury okay um, which was pretty terrible like the piriformis swelled up so much it was against my spinal cord okay my lower back would hurt to run so i had to stretch that out i had a teammate that like every night would just use his elbow and just massage right around my piriformis (laughs) just to get the knot out and it's a good teammate (laughs) good teammate shout out to quincy but (laughs) <laughs> he, he uh yeah he helped get that knot out and over the course of a couple of weeks that eventually came and I also had uh, tendonitis um that the end of uh that sophomore year going to junior year um in my Achilles which was that was that was pretty awful and okay uh, like I, I always pride myself in running every day um but I actually had to like stop my run streak completely to be able to heal and um, okay since then I've I've had like minor hiccups I had um this earlier this year um I had tendonitis in my Achilles again. Okay. It, was like, it started my right Achilles, went to my left Achilles, and then okay. it was like both my Achilles, but <laughs> I didn't stop running. Um, I, I ran at least a mile a day to keep that okay. up, but that was like two months of just awfulness, and it was in like the heart of the winter too in North Dakota, so I was just like, <laughs> oh, I can't run. This is awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. It's been a bit since I ran. You, you're facing a little bit of that uh, right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I'm go- just over eight weeks since the last time I ran. So we're, we're, we're getting there though. Hopefully within like, like a month, I'll be able to do a little bit of jogging. Got to see how quick I get stronger. So, but sure. we'll be back there, we'll be back there. But you're, so you're one of these people that does like the streak. You like doing the running streak is important or keeping that up. Even when you're injured, keeping one mile up <laughs> and even running after uh which have been tough but running after like <laughs> oh yeah ultra marathon Ultras. too okay well how long do you is it a mile minimum is that what the minimum I, is so my minimum is it has to be a mile and it has okay. to be under 10 minute pace okay okay so it can't be like a walk you gotta actually yeah <laughs> okay okay <laughs> well that's impressive for yeah for all after ultra marathons but it sounds like i mean really overall it doesn't sound like you've been injured a ton yeah that's um, that's it though honestly yeah, that's not bad for, I mean, how many miles you're putting on. What do you attribute not getting injured to for yourself? <laughs> I, I want to say stretching, but I uh, <laughs> just recently actually started stretching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, not that. Um, about strengthening? I think um, you do some strength. Didn't we talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so I, I did a good strength routine back in college. And I last year, I, I actually, that was a, a majority of my training for the entrails race. I, I did a lot of um, lower body exercises to strengthen the quads, st- strengthen the glutes, the hamstrings and all that. And I think just knowing if your body feels wrong, like just to watch out and just keep an eye on things that don't feel right. And after now, after running for so many years, I'm like, amping up my mileage too much like it's pretty easy to do that if you're yeah if you're not running a lot of miles but I'm pretty much I think this year I'm gonna average about 85 to 90 miles 85 to 90 miles a week I'm oh, pretty much always running a lot of miles yeah uh, weekly so it's 
it's kind of, I would say hard, I mean, knock on wood, but it's kind of hard to get hurt um, unless you're bringing the intensity up too much or bringing up the yeah. mileage uh, too quickly. So yeah. just being able to balance, kind of balance both of those things. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I wasn't even thinking this too, like you're, how old are you now? I mean, you're not, you haven't, you're like 24. So that's gonna be my guess. I was like, 24 was like my guess. I was like, it's not like you, yeah. So you also have that going for you too. So, um, but still, I mean, I feel like a lot of college athletes, like, I don't know, you face more than just that for for injury. So that, I mean, that's good. So clearly, your body is tolerating these distances, all right. So that's good. For sure. Um, but but so you ran you ran in high school. Where what part of New York are you from again? So I am from Long Island, New York. I went to MacArthur High School in Levittown. Okay. Okay. So you're from, I mean, and obviously I'm sure New York is obviously pretty competitive. Um, and then had a pretty good co- um, high school career. Was uh, I, pretty mean, good I wouldn't say it was the best high school runner. Um, okay. If I like, if I always say this uh, now, but if like, if I knew what I knew now back yeah. then in high school, I could have been such a better runner. Right. Um, training at appropriate levels, running proper mileage, um, stretching, um, strengthening and all that. And I mean, it's yeah. hard because obviously your body's going through changes and everything like that. And different people are at different levels. Um, so like that was something I had to adapt to, um, in high school. Okay. Uh, but, but once, like, once I got to college, um, being able to work with my, um, coach, he was definitely, um, very understanding of kind of where we were coming from. Everyone's coming from different programs and, you know, having that mentality of bringing everyone up to the same competitive level, um, in the conference, in the region and in the country. Um, and, I mean, just adapting to it and taking the proper steps and like, and I definitely appreciate him for being able to help me not get into it too quickly. Cause you see a lot of coaches yeah. and, um, and I mean, all, all the division levels that are working with their athletes and they're just trying to push their athletes too much too quickly. Right. And, and you know, the athletes are going to lose interest in the sport. They're not going to want to, they're not going to want to run. And like, like as someone who's a coach right now, I want all my athletes to want to run after college, you know, want right. to want to even if it's just like hobby jogging, I mean, mm-hmm. it's such a great sport and there's so many benefits to it. Yeah, no. And I, I mean, I think that's good. It's, I mean, it is kind of sad to see when you do see the programs that just, you know, it's more, I mean, of course you want the, the program to be good too, but it's more at the, you know, the loss of the individual for the the program, you know, potentially to be like good for a year or two, but then just when you see the, those programs that are like, people are constantly getting injured from and then maybe only have two good years but then the, the the worst part about it is that then you see them not enjoy the sport anymore and potentially like give it up for the rest of their life you know yeah. um I feel like already and this is just more off observation you know what I see from my past um teammates and stuff the majority of people like out in and maybe this is more so because it's I don't know, you know, general running clubs aren't necessarily like they tend to be more people that came into running later on in life. I don't see as many people that are, you know, college runners out there. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just observation, but it doesn't seem like, I don't know. I would think that more people would keep running after college than do. It seems like. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. So you, you definitely, you look back at your high school career, like, yeah, obviously knowing what I know now could have been better. Um, college career. How did, I mean, you had, it looks, sounds like you had a good, you know, coaching staff to learn from. And then like, how did your college career go for all? Was it, um, you know, were you really good the whole time? Did you have your uh, one year or like, how did that go for you? Yeah. I, I mean, I think my college career um, went pretty well. I, I had like a lot to, um, build into I had a lot of uh room for improvement coming yeah. from high school and um I would say uh, my my coach at the time took a big chance and 
even recruiting me. And it, it was awesome to have him take that chance because my ceiling for improvement was so high. Okay. Um, and like, there's a lot of, like, I wasn't running high mileage in um, high school. I wasn't uh, doing workouts that were, you know, hitting thresholds that I needed to hit to improve in the sport, strength and conditioning, all that. And just kind of as the years went on and um, my coach noticed that even he even noticed that I was able to handle the miles a little bit more. So we actually geared my training plan a little bit different from some of my teammates because I would a lot of the days I would end up doing doubles and I mean I was putting in 100 120 mile weeks like just in college and I mean I built up that up over the course of four years but um, I was able to make it from I, I I was like second to last or sixth to last or whatever it was in our conference meeting cross country my freshman year and then senior year I was second um, in the whole entire meet so awesome. <laughs> like a drastic improvement and it's not like the people were getting slower. Um, it was right. just, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was getting faster. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just like awesome to see, um, that senior year cross country, I made it to the division two nationals as an individual conference champion in the steeplechase and outdoor, uh, all conference. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I remember you had said that or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yep. All conference in. 5k 10k outdoor uh, all conference 3k 5k indoor um, senior year so I would say yeah my senior year was definitely like picture perfect uh, and it was awesome to just be able to see that improvement and that's actually kind of what inspired me um, from what um, coach Roll did who was the coach at Mansfield how he worked with me that that was something like wow I, I'd love to have the ability to give you know an athlete the same experience I had so that's right. what made me want to get into coaching and be able to share that same experience that I was able to be so fortunate to have. And if you work hard, you know, you listen to your coach. Um, I, I wasn't the best at that. And I know I said it earlier, but I a little stubborn. So I'd be like, he'd be like, no, you can't run all these miles. I was like, no, but like you can. And then we would like go back and forth. And eventually we were able to work things out and we were able to kind of find a happy medium to yeah. where it's like, okay, you can run these miles, but like has to be in these days. You can't do a poor workout. Can't do it before race day, two days before race, whatever it was. So we kind of uh, worked it out and He's actually working with an athlete right now that is able to handle a higher mileage as well. And um, hopefully he, he, I mean, right now the NCAA is pretty much shut down uh, yeah. for the whole past year, but hopefully he'll be able to kind of have a similar experience and, you know, be able to compet- be competitive at the conference and the regional and the national level. Yeah. So like kind of like a true, like, Hey, like, which is a cool thing about running. Like if you work hard, you put in the work, like usually it pays off. Right. But sure. You know, and obviously that was the case for you. And obviously it was a little bit of communication, I guess, between you and your coach, like what's working for you and all that, but that that's awesome. And obviously fellow steepler steeplechaser, I think that's awesome because I did steeplechase in college as well. Um, love that sport. That was a good way to, I think, mix up running and not just, just run per se. Right. <laughs> and hopefully paid off at end trails. Well, anyways, so let's, anything else to highlight on your college career? Otherwise we will get into, um, the, the ultras, get back into the ultras and everything. Yeah, no, I, I think that, uh, pretty much sums it up on that, that end. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So we went over your first two ultras so now we'll go over your last two. So I know, so this summer you ran across Long Island, correct? Is that yep. what you did? And it was originally, was it originally supposed to be a race? So no, that was actually never a race. Um, Okay. Yeah, there was just no events going on. Um, I was still, I was, I mean, I was a couple months off of end trails. I was like, wow, I want to do another ultra marathon. And growing up on Long Island, I was always like, oh, wow, that wouldn't be so cool to run across Long Island. Um, (laughs) And 
someone actually that I work with every year and he has, he has his own uh, children's foundation, John Thiessen. He actually ran across Long Island in, I think it was 1999 for his charity. And he did it in like 28 hours. And he went from his, like his foundation headquarters in Wonton, New York. And then he ran to uh, the Montauk Point. And I thought that was so cool. And he would, <laughs> he would always tell us stories um, when I was in there. It was like, oh yeah. And he had all like all these plaques and stuff. And like, yeah, it was always something that I was like, wow, that'd be cool to do. And someone else did it for his charity um, like 10 years later. And like was raising money for the charity. You know, the money helps underprivileged children, six, six children. And he does a big toy drive in December for like the holiday season. And then he'll use those toys and bring them into his, um, he calls it the wish room, which is like the basement of his facility. And then like kids that are sick, um, they'll have like individualized birthday parties. So it's like just the family and they have like gaming consoles and arts and crafts, depending on, you know, the age and gender of the child and all that. And then they get yeah. to go, you know, pick out toys that they like um, from the wish room. So I think it's a great charity that he has and all the like small businesses and charities were hurting kind of during COVID. Um, and yeah. even, like right now they're, they're still hurting and struggling. No, um, sure. Things lingering on and I, I was like wow like this is terrible and I was like okay I want to run across Long Island but I like I want to do it for a charity and John and I have worked hand in hand together for so many years now and I was like and I, and I p- pitched the idea to him I, I dropped dr- the idea when I was helping him with the toy drive um, in the winter of 2019 and then it, like as like COVID like happened and everything yeah I was like okay I'm, I'm gonna do this and I was like I said coming up off from the Achilles injury from earlier in 2020. Um, But once I got through that, I was like, okay, like I'm going to do this. Like we're going to start raising money. So about three weeks out, we made it official. We, we found a date um, that would work uh, July 7th, 2020. And we started a um, like links to his page. Um, His, he has like a Venmo, a PayPal, and we were, we were like starting donations. And honestly, it it didn't start off like great. Like there weren't a lot of people that wanted to do it um but as we got closer to the event like we tried to get some local businesses involved um, help sponsor it and you know help get some of the nutritional stuff that we needed yeah Um, and then like the day of the race uh we drove out and i was like okay i want to complete this in 24 hours make my way across long island and uh instead of going from like wantaw which is kind of the west like almost all the way west um part of the the island I wanted to start at Montauk and then make my way all the way to the Brooklyn Bridge and I was like wow if you could do that in under 24 hours that would be so cool like kind of talking about goals like that was yeah that was like my my um I would say like number one goal but like my first thing was to make it across my second thing was to make it across in under tw- 24 hours yeah um, and and all that so it, it was a it was a good culmination of everything going together I got a good support crew a good team that we were able to kind of logistically work things out because it was a little weird with coming from North Dakota from coaching and then having like almost no restrictions and then going to New York where there were so (laughs) many restrictions so we had to figure out logistics of so many things um but yeah I started at 1201 on July 7th and I finished at 948 Okay, so you had time to spare. You had time. Now, yeah. How long was this again? Did you say it was like 131? It was, yep, it was 131 miles. Um, okay. It took me 21 hours and 47 minutes. Okay. Um, so just just at like 9:59 pace, um, there were bouts of me walking, bouts of me yeah. uh, running. I think we calculated. I, I ended up running four marathons and I walked a full marathon. Okay. Um, 
throughout the day. But okay. yeah, the mentality with that was, you know, just keep moving, um, just keep going and be able to get food in. And yeah. with that, um, I had a string of uh, stomach issues in the beginning and eventually we figured out that I just needed to have bananas. So we overloaded <laughs> my own uh, bananas and thought that worked out. But it was it was cool because there's no one on the road. And by eight in the morning, I had already covered like two marathons worth of running <laughs> and I was getting closer to the more populated part of the island. Okay. Um, and then as like it went on, we were throwing things on Facebook, throwing things on social media. I had a website um, created just for that. And now it is like going to be kind of what follows me, ryanontherun.com. Okay. Um, but it, it, it was cool. Just we had all the links and everything and kind of our mission. And initially the goal was to raise $5,000 for the Children's Foundation. But um, when it was all said and done, uh, we actually raised $14,000. Nice. Um, That's awesome. After the event. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. But like, um, just coming, like having people support me, uh, was so cool. People were honking and especially we got closer to Wontaw where his headquarters were because the path pretty much followed West, um, from Montauk point lighthouse all okay. the way to the Brooklyn bridge. But we passed his children's foundation, uh, just a little bit after the hundred mile mark. And it was like homecoming. We had so many people there just cheering. And I think what's cool about it was the fact that there wasn't anything going on like you had all, uh, there right. was like all the riots and everything that was happening and a genuinely good thing that was happening um, in the community. And it was just yeah. so cool to see so many people come together and be able to support the mission. And, yeah. And it, was, it was, it was weird because the end trail before that was the only like true past 50 mile race I did. And then this yeah. one was 130 miles. So it was like combining my first ultra and my second ultra. Right. Um, and, get the third oh my gosh. Um, and it was on road right like this is your first one on road yeah it was it was all 100 road did that feel different did that beat up your body more or uh <laughs> not necessarily yeah, I, I don't think it was was too bad i had um i actually made like a two-week prior decision um to switch i, I typically train in the hoka cliftons okay um, but i had the bondies um and i i tried those and they were really comfortable they they weigh about an ounce more um but I was yeah. like, okay, this is like a soft shoe. Um, so I went with those and actually only had three blisters, believe it or not, on my foot by the end of it. And they were all smaller than the size of a pea. Okay. Um, so you're like, not, not too bad. What, yeah. uh, what socks do you wear on another topic, I guess with, or do you do anything extra to prevent blisters? I just, I just do regular cotton socks. Okay. Nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing like, special, yeah. you know, like <laughs> they have like, you know, all the special socks of ones. What were the ones like right socks? I think is supposed to like prevent like blisters, socks. like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they have like the toe socks. I know a lot of uh, ultra athletes will run. We'll do that. Okay, but you just wear regular cotton, and you've only, I mean, you had the couple blisters on that one. That's not bad. I feel yeah. like that would. Those are the things that are gonna like slow you down as an ultra runner more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did, I did have a a burst where I puked black. Um, at 115 miles. Um, okay. <laughs> and my support crew was like Googling it there and they wouldn't tell me what it was, but it turns out I was super dehydrated. Um, <laughs> but they let you keep going. <laughs> oh no, I, I told them we are going to finish this. And actually after oh. I puked black, I, I walked through Jamaica and uh, um, Hollis with my brother for eight miles. And like, those aren't the safest parts of the city. Okay. So, so it was like funny. My brother is built like he's much stronger than me and uh his like chest and arms are much bigger and he was just like walking through and being able to like just stand by me it was it was kind of yeah. cool um with 
like just doing that and like you're already at that point 16 17 hours into the day you're just like I just want to finish this right <laughs> right you're like oh oh my gosh of course sounds like a typical ultra runner or runner in general it was great you can black you're like little, nope I'm uh-huh. finishing this thing I made it this far <laughs> that's awesome so 131 miles across Long Island I've never been to Long Island so I can't like I can't picture it at all, but very, um, very flat, <laughs> very flat. So very flat. You got like the whole community thing going on, which is awesome. I think you've like picked a good variety of races. Like they're all very different as I think we're going to see in the last one. Um, so the very, the one you just did, how was this like two weeks ago now? When was this? Uh, December 12th. December 12th. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Yeah. Like basically, yeah, basically exactly i think two weeks ago yep think so <laughs> so did the desert solstice which he was describing to me before his call because i was like hey i'm not like super like i don't really pay attention to the ultra world and you correct me if i say anything wrong so it was a 100 mile race around the track but there was also a 24 hour race like it was part of the same thing i think but some people were going on for like how much they could complete in 24 hours which then goes on to what it's the usa um is it national is that what it's considered it's or- like the, uh, the USA national 24 hour team. Okay. Okay. So, um, and, and anyways, so it's all around a track. I, I saw, I, I know I watched your stories that day. I think, I think you had a few stories up at least of, of completing the, this race around a track, which I cannot imagine running that many miles around a track, but, and the benefit you had a lot of people around you. Um, so first off, like what made you decide to run this race or have you thought been thinking about it for a while or like, how did that come about? So that was actually another spontaneous decision. Um, oh, great. All these ones. <laughs> yeah, I just come up with all these. And I was I was training for, I was running like 110 mile weeks, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but I was just like, yeah, let's see if there's any ultras. And like our cross country season was completely canceled and we were still, still able to hold meets. So I kind of had some more free time to get runs in and all that. And then I saw this race and I, I knew this was a, a qualifier for that 24 hour because you need a USA TF sanctioned course and all this and blah 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 and I was like okay like I was just able to do 131 I should be able to run like at least 150 miles right, um, right. didn't work out that way but, <laughs> but, but I'll, I'll get into that a little, little bit but I was like oh yeah let me let me let me go try this and eventually I was like okay I'm gonna do it and I signed up for the race and because it's a tr- invitational there's only the event, and I I was like oh, I'm not gonna get in and I didn't have to get into the event um, for the guys you needed. Like there's the A qualifying standard, which was being able to run 100 miles under 14 hours. And then the B qualifying standard, which was to be able to run 100 miles under 16 hours. And I'm assuming they were right. like taking A's first. And if they had B's, they would like fill them in. But yeah. it turns out, I guess a lot of people were dropping out of the event and they were trying to fill the spots. And I was fortunate enough to be able to get into the race. Um, and it was a great event put on by the running club out there in Phoenix. It was Mike, like the first really competitive, like you have pro athletes in here, you right. have the hundred mile world record holder, US record holder in the race. <laughs> I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm going to go against like some legitimate ultra marathon. Yep. Let's do yep. this. It's going to be fun. So I, I came into the race with the strategy of I'm going to run as many miles as possible early on bank up all these miles every four hours they would switch the directions that you were running. Um, so, so that was something you would go and look forward to while you were running, but that's you know, good. <laughs> Uh, the race started um, and we were like, I'm like, like a 5k in like a road race. Everyone looks around and they're like, just kind of jogging because it's like, we're going to be here all day and Yo. tomorrow a little bit too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we, we just were like having a good old time and chatting honestly for like, probably like the first 30 miles. People were just like introducing themselves like, Oh, where are you from? Yo. Where are you? Like all that. 
but like a, a bunch of people said that their goal was to make that team, but only two people ended up finishing to pass 145 mile threshold to get on the team on the guy's side. So it was, it was actually a lot of fun um, just being able to do it. Um, but because I went out so fast, um, okay. I, I was going 7:30 pace in the beginning, which was oh. like, I want to be between 7:30, 7:40, And then I got kind of carried away. And like, I, after like two miles, I stopped looking at my watch. Cause I was uh-huh. like, I don't, I don't care. But then I was splitting like low sevens, seven O's, seven okay. tens. And then like, I was doing that for like 40, 50 miles. And I got to like 60 ish or so miles, 62, 63. And at that point I was only really taking in calories like goose and not really taking in a lot of solid foods and yeah. getting a little dehydrated. And I was trying to work with like like work with my sport crew and we were trying to figure things out but my body pretty much crashed at 67 miles like my quads were seizing up I was running and I probably made the mistake of even started walking and I didn't slow I should have just slowed down running but I started walking and then like like I couldn't get back running so I I had like a bout of an hour and 40 minutes of where I was like my quads were like seizing up my calves were like "Eh, I don't want to do this anymore um and I was just like come on and uh, (laughs) at that point uh before I stopped I was actually leading the whole race and um distance covered and um it it was awesome being able to like like I said be in that competitive environment right I kind of got ahead of myself I'd say and I was in third or fourth place once I started running again um, okay. right around 73 miles in and at that point the sun had already set um I mean I'm probably like super delusional so <laughs> I told my support crew like okay like in the beginning I was like calling the shots okay give me water give me um Gatorade and like every couple laps and we were like switching off and like okay give me chips and peanut butter and jelly sandwich and yep. that but I was like okay like you need to just feed me at this like, I can't even think to process what I need just, <laughs> yeah I was like right? <laughs> I'm just gonna run and you're just gonna give me food and I'm just gonna eat it um and it hurt to go, believe it or not, like eight minute pace, nine minute pace, like start okay. off from like a walking 14, 15 minute pace. So I like was cranking away 710, 720 pace. And my support crew was like, slow down, slow down. I was like, I can't, like, I, I feel so good. Like, you yeah. know, like, talking about like that running high, I got that running high again and like got that motivation to keep going. Um, and eventually I, I worked my way up to third place um, pretty quickly. Okay. And then for like 18 miles, I was chasing um, second place. And he had, he must have had like eight laps on me, like two miles on me. Okay. And I was, he was running, he was running like eight, low eights and I was running low seven. So I was putting okay. 60 seconds Jeez. on him a lap. So <laughs> drawn over like 18 miles. Um, right. I was, I was catching him and I eventually passed him at like 80, 89 miles, I think. Oh um, and it was like a cool moment where I was like, like I knew I, he knew I was coming for him and like I passed him. I was like, oh yeah. But like at that point, like I told my support crew, I was like, dude, my, my quads are so shredded. Just going so like that fast. And the one across Long Island, I was running much slower. Yeah. Um, With just like the goal to make it from one point to another. And this one was like, my first goal was I want to PR in the hundred miles. So I, I PR'd in the hundred miles. I ended up finishing in 13 hours and 11 minutes um, and beat my previous 100 mile PR from the Long Island run by an hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was like, it did so much damage to my quads. Like I, I couldn't go up and down stairs. I, I could barely run um, for normal. It probably took me like five days to really get like a nice, like yeah. seven but mile since run. you run every day, you were running those days, right? Yeah. The, I'll tell you what, the, the first, uh, the first run after, uh, the race. Cause I, so I stopped, yeah. So I stopped after that, but the first run after the race, um, we were like waited to like the end of the day on Sunday <laughs> to run. And 
I mean, the first like half mile, it was like five minutes and like three seconds. And I was running with the person that was my support crew, Travis. And I was like, we need to pick it up. Like I need to be under 10 minutes. And like, I like, I look so pathetic, like just trying to run fast. Um, but you know, it was, it was, uh, it was funny for sure. <laughs> Oh um, man. And the fact that you were like, wow, like I have, like you literally felt like I have to run faster. Like it feels better. Like it just hurt to run slower, huh? <laughs> yeah. And then that like worked out pretty well, but I, I mean, I gasped myself, like all I was consuming was goose. They said I consumed like 17 to 25 goose in the entirety of the event. The, so the, they had like a support tent, like the timing company, the racing company that put the, on the event. Um, and they, they had to actually run to the store to get the goose that I was going <laughs> uh like because I was like going through them every 45 minutes or so yeah um, and it was like it was ridiculous and like I don't want to taste the goo for another like a couple months because it, like, it was that bad um what no, it was, flavor it was a, what flavor was it a bunch of different flavors uh, or the same one it was oh it was, it was the same one it was vanilla the like vanilla bean probably so yeah stick to your stomach just thinking about it right now <laughs> yeah but no it was, it was a good event it was uh opened my eyes up and kind of I mean I don't know if I'd want to do an event like like on that track again um and like oh yeah let's let's go in the the middle of the winter in phoenix and i mean i it only reached like a high of 68 which wasn't okay. bad but i mean like like i love the trails and like that's kind of where my heart's at but i, was, I just kind of want to see what i can do in the 100 miles and i think yeah. i my average pace i averaged 755 at the when it was all said and done for the whole like event and that was with six miles of walking um and that's great no bathroom yeah. breaks i didn't stop my watch bathroom breaks were included into that yep yeah um, hydration and i mean I, I guess i ran around the track with like my food and stuff so that worked out well but yeah no i it was it was a lot of fun um yeah and cool definitely to, a good event oh i was just gonna say cool to be in the ultra world and be among some of the best in the ultra world and i don't know that'd be cool i think that'd be the, the coolest part about it <laughs> Yeah. And actually they had it, um, live streamed and I had a bunch of my coaching staff and some of my high school teammates and some of my friends as well. They were like on there. And at one point, uh, they had like a hashtag going like Clifford, hashtag Clifford crew. Um, and cause I like, I fell off, like I said, in, in the race and I wasn't doing so hot. And then all of a sudden, like I went from like being dead to all of a sudden running the fastest laps on the track. And Yo. it was, it was awesome to just see, um, and a lot of my, um, friends took screenshots and showed it to me after the fact but just seeing like the support from like the youtube uh feed that they had going uh, yeah no that's awesome that's always cool when you still have the support from people who have been part of your path in the past and everything so no that's super cool so what have you thought about what's next yet do you know what's next (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i have a lot of people ask me that um (laughs) and you don't have to share you're not ready it's only if you're ready but if you know what's next (laughs) no you're good you're good um my next endeavor i want to drop down actually the distance to 100 kilometers so about 62 miles and be able to get a good quick fast time in a trail race there's one that put on by the same company that did the entrails i'm looking to do a fast 100k time there um, in march and then actually in the summer i'm looking to run all 46 adirondack peaks um, in like three or four days what is it the all six what all 46 Adirondack peaks. What's that? It's like the high peaks um, in the state of New York. The oh, okay. Okay. Peaks. It's in New York. I was like, where is this? I don't yeah. know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, in a couple days. And that'll be like my first ultra span over a couple days. Yeah. So, like cover probably like 60 to 70 miles the first day, 60 to 70, second day, 60 to 70, the third day. Yeah. Um, and hopefully be able to, there's like, I was looking at it a couple of days ago. There's like a record for it, but 
it's like some of them would support there's two mountains that are about 10 miles away from like the cluster of um, other mountains so just being able to classify as if like if you're getting driven to like trailheads like there's like that one record and there's another record for being able to like go from like point a to all the mountains and then finish at like another trailhead so i i i'm just gonna try to do it um and as, as quick as i can um yeah. try to pace myself that climbs about sixty thousand feet okay um, over the 46 peaks Jeez. which some of the i mean some of the peaks are like like you'll go to one peak and then like dip back off the mountain and go like right to the next one some of them are pretty close but like okay. i said some of them are kind of far away and okay being able to logistically figure out you know where am i going to get my nutrition from where am i going to get my food from and yep. all that is going to be the good challenge to try to figure out but yeah that's probably my next goal and that'll that'll just be something to just to do but other than that i mean i'll i'll probably start looking at other um ultras as 2021 goes on and um yeah get some silly ideas um i was joking with um some of my family members as well about being able to go and do that Cayuga trails up in upstate new york again um, okay because i have like I don't want to say I have a lot of experience, but now I've done a couple longer ones, like dropping down from a hundred miles to like a 50 mile race. Right. That seems so much easier. Right. Right. So maybe doing that in the summer as well, depending if things are open um, and all that. Yeah. Well, it's nice that you're doing ultras in the sense that, I mean, I guess there's still races and or you can do them by yourself. I mean, you can do any race too, but I mean, it doesn't make a difference. I guess that it's an ultra, but um, probably not too bad during this time while there's no races, I guess. Um, But super cool. That one's not the one in next summer, the the peaks or whatever. That sounds super cool. I've never heard. I mean, maybe I've heard of them. I just haven't paid attention enough. Obviously, I don't know New York that well. (laughs) Um, But and then you'll do the end. Well, not end trails end whatever it's called in March which I'm going to assume will be kind of snowy. So that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and no, awesome. Thank you for sharing all like your experience and all all about your races and everything. Because I mean, I don't think we've brought on an ultra runner yet. So this would be super cool. Um, knowing that you coach as well, and obviously have a vast background in running. Let's just go with, um, if you don't mind, do you have two two tips, two words of advice you would give, you know, really any runner who is looking to reach their next goal, whatever that might be like, what to you are like the two most important things to really reaching your goals as a runner? I think the first thing would be just to, you know, work hard and stay motivated. Obviously with this year, like if it's taught anyone, anything, like anything could happen and just being able to keep yourself motivated, keeping others motivated. Something I do as coaches trying to keep other people's motivated is just like do that as much as possible. Um, because like, that's going to be the thing that drives you. And like, you, you want to, you need to want to have it, um, to be able to be successful. And it can't be someone else wanting you to be successful right. to, yeah. to reach those levels of competition and achievement. Um, yeah. and then the, I guess the other thing I would say is just, listen to your coaches, listen to people that are giving you advice. Obviously you as a, a PT, you, you know, yeah. you, you give people advice um, all the time about how they're supposed to uh, recover and, and all that. And just definitely use that um, and, and listen as, as much as possible. And over the years, I've, I've just taken so much little piece of advice from different people. And I feel like the culmination of my run, running success is just from everyone being supportive and like having good bits of advice and um there's not like one right way to do something i think there's yeah especially with running so many different variables that take place and like just someone like a coach is designed to 
to steer you in the right direction. So I'd say yeah. those are probably just my, my two big pieces of advice. Yeah, no, awesome. I love it. What, you know, in your experience as an ultra runner, then what have you found to be one or two things, like the most important thing to be successful ultra runner, or, you know, what have been the two, either that, or what have been like the two major things you have learned from being an ultra runner as far as, um, yeah. What do you, what, you know, what, what, what might be different than other races that, you know, standard running races to be successful? For sure. Um, I think the first one is your body is so much more capable of (laughs) what you think you can do. And um, if your head's telling you, Hey, you can't do it. Like you are, you'd be so surprised what your body can do. And as long as you're taking in or attempting to take in the the right nutrients and drinking early and often eating early and often and all that in in these longer races, your body will be able to keep up and your body will adapt to some of the changes, the weather conditions, like what you're, what you're doing. Um, And I mean, with putting in so many miles, you're training yourself to do these distances. And like, if you're running like 17 hours in a week, your body can run 17 hours in a day. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's crazy to like think about, but it's, right. it's very possible. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the other thing would be other than believing in yourself and like trusting your body would just have fun with it. Like yeah. if you're not having fun, like what's the point of doing it? And right. um, my big thing with running and I tell people this all the time, like, I'm not doing it because it's like, oh, like, I want to prove you wrong. Like, yeah, I like to do that sometimes. <laughs> but like, I genuinely enjoy it. And like, it's something I love to do. I not every day I love to do it. But I yeah. mean, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I genuinely like just love to do the sport and love to um, stay active. And I mean, maybe that's why I'm attracted to the trails and all that is like, I like to experience like the outdoors. And I think that's yep. just something that keeps me honest and keeps me um, kind of motivated. Right, right. No, I think those two are, those are great. Like the first one with like the, the mind part, like that's just so, so huge as, I mean, for any athlete, right. For anything really. But if you don't believe you can do it, it's just, it's not going to happen. And then I like the last part about like, you know, keeping it fun too. Cause I'm at a little bit of a crossroads, not crossroads, but I know my focus has just been getting currently for myself, just, you know, first it was to get walking again. Now it's to get running again. So I really haven't thought much past that right now for myself, but I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, okay, what are my goals? Like, obviously this, this podcast is named after breaking five right now. That's, that's not where my head's at. Like, I'm just trying to get back to running to be hundred percent honest. So it's kind of, I think it's helpful for me. Like I got to figure out what do I want? And, you know, um, you know, going through an injury kind of can make you reconsider things and figure out what you want. And, I don't know. It's helpful for me because that's kind of where I'm at and figuring out where, where I'm going to take running after this. So, um, but awesome. What, okay. Last question then that I like to ask every guest on this podcast is what is your breaking five moment? So whether that is something you're going after still or something that has happened, it can be in college, high school, one of these ultras you talked about, but what was something you, well, hopefully now talking about what we just talked about, you thought you could do, but maybe it would be kind of like questionable, like if you could do it or not. And you, you know, you did it or what was like the biggest moment in your running career that happened for you? Or is it in the future still? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess, I guess my first one would be my breaking five moment would, would be doing like coming into college and being able to compete at the college level and then eventually make it and compete at a national championship my senior year. And I mean, like I said, I, I literally got second to last place in uh, our conference meet in freshman year and then like just drastically improving that um, yeah. by senior year and being second place in the event yep. um, and being able to qualify for nationals at a regional which was so awesome so that that would probably be like the moment I've already had um, yep. as my breaking five moment but I guess a 
like a goal of mine or what I'm striving towards is procure some sort of sponsorship with like a, like a running brand um, yep. in the future. Cause I think that be able to partner with a company. Yeah. I would definitely think Companies. that would be in your, in, in your future, knowing like how you've progressed in the ultra world already. So no, that's super cool. Any other big goals in the future you want to share with us or are you <laughs> yourselves too? <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're uh, maybe dreams, but I definitely want to one day run across America. Okay. Um, from West coast to East coast. Okay. Um, and then I also want to do the Appalachian trail from the Southern point southernmost point to the uh, most northern point okay no um, those would be awesome those are yeah cool. so, so like be... like long long uh dragged out things being able to involve yeah. family and friends and have like a support crew so even though um and you kind of got this experience too at entrails but even though like you, like i'm the one experiencing the running like the support crew has their own definition of like fun and like they make their own memories yeah like being a part of the experience and no, that's just sure. something so cool to be able to share with them and like 10 20 years down the line you'd be like oh remember that time we ran across long island and you guys just like drove next to me for 20 hours um straight <laughs> yep <laughs> yep and when you go across america oh my gosh that would be like month like how long would that even take i don't even know i know <laughs> at one point i was like i think it'd be cool to bike across america because that would go a little quicker but run would take that man i don't even know where that sits and how long that takes but <laughs> For sure. But you definitely have a, have a job that will allow you to do that. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's like a whole other trying to logistically figure out. Right. Like, right. How do I do this and that? And I mean, that's going to be years down the line, but something to cool, like cool to think about now and like strive. Right. For. Keep you motivated, keep you thinking and talking about it. And like, especially if you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you do it one day. It's like, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Super cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm super excited for everyone to get to listen to this. Um, I know you had shared a, is it a website now that you have? What, what was the website you shared before? <laughs> yeah. So kind of where I've been tracking a lot of my running stuff and um, like social media and all that is ryanontherun.com. Okay. Um, and like I, I have uh, different tabs now for some of the ultras that I've done just to kind of elaborate on and be able to um, show like what my experiences were. And it, it's cool to kind of get that experience to like so people can kind of live it themselves and like like really like learn from it as well yeah yeah no that's awesome and then where else anywhere else that if anyone listening to this wants to find you i know you have your instagram anywhere best places for people to find you at uh yeah i was gonna say my instagram uh ryan clifford one two three um i i don't post as much on there as i probably should um but i definitely like to update people on you know where where i'm at with my running and um i have a lot of highlight reels for some of the things i've done so far and all my ultra marathons are actually on my page there with highlight reels so you can kind of click through and see the experience that uh i was able to have and uh, I, I mean i guess best see the experience uh, that yeah. way yeah nope that's awesome anywhere else anything else or are those the two best best places to find you i'd say those are probably the two best places very cool and then anything else you want to promote or anything i don't know, you know <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 gonna, I think that's it thanks for having me this was a this was a lot of fun for sure yeah thank you so much for coming on um and thank you all for tuning in today and we'll catch you guys on the next episode of breaking five 
All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a Breaking Five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally Breaking Five, just a Breaking Five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their Breaking Five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram, and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already, to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.